welcome to the inaugural R&R podcast. My name is Ryan Shojinaga. And I'm Jasmine Shojinaga. And uh, we're going to talk today, um, as we will hopefully in future occasions as well, uh, just about one basic premise, something that we've researched, and then something that we'll have a rant about, hence the R&R name. Um, so what does R&R stand for, Ryan? Rant. Research and rant. Oh, research and rant. Yes. Remember, you coined that phrase, Yeah, right. by the way. So let's launch straight into it. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Something that one of my friends expressed an interest in. Yes. Dare we name her on this podcast, Erin Davis. Was curious to know about where plastic bags, or actually where shopping bags came from. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether she said where do they come from or how do they make them. Yeah, anyway. But I'm guessing that they're basically pretty much synonymous anyway. We interpreted how we wanted to, the way we thought it ought to be interpreted, and so we just took it took it as plastic bags and ran with it. Yeah. Why don't you start us off? Okay. All right, well, um, I guess let's start with answering Erin's question, and we're not going to talk about how to make shopping bags for an hour, I guess, because we dug up a lot more in- interesting information than that. Mm. But uh, just in the interest of answering that question for Erin, because um, Erin's question was, yep, go for it. where do they come from? How do they make them? Right? So this is what they make them out of. So they, they just make them out of like sin- other synthetic fibers that are just thicker and harder and makes them more durable. But like, in essence, they're still sort of, most of them made out of synthetic fibers. But the point is to reuse them. Yes, the point is to reuse them. The point is to reuse them. Remember that. So, they do require more energy to produce than than your common plastic shopping bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So, if you think about it this way, one reusable green bag uses up 28 times the energy that one regular plastic bag would to make. Mm. So that's quite interesting. The um, stuff that I saw, so the sort of the basic plastic bag, the high-density polyethylene bag that I saw, uh, the information on it indicated, uh, you know, and these are, you, know, you can take them for whatever it's worth, but um, they... Compared to the paper bag, the the way way back, um, consumed about forty percent less energy to consume or to produce. The paper um, bag. Yeah. Yeah. They produce eighty percent less waste. Um, that's a that's another contentious issue. It depending is. on who you're talking yes. to. Yes. No. And and let me let me. Normally, I don't think we should really provide our uh, sources. Not that we're trying to hide anything. Well, we can provide them upon request if you're really I mean we're not just making shit up here I think we can provide sources well no I don't want to waste too much time oh yeah right yeah but I think it's important sometimes sometimes it is and in this case I will so um, according to the film and bag federation um, plastic (laughs) bag to paper bag comparisons 40% less energy consumption 80% less solid waste production 70% fewer atmospheric emissions and uh, for plastic yes for plastic over paper and look I I Oh, the last stat is 90, 94% fewer weight, uh, waterborne wastes. And I I don't have any reason to believe that the the general intent of their statistics is correct. Like, I think that in general, paper, plastic 
is superior to paper in in all of those respects. Now, whether or not it's ninety four or eighty or whatever what for that, this is yeah. you know, it's probably not quite that optimistic for them. But anyway, go for it. So, um, in following on from getting information from sources that you know may or may not be um, in their best interest or in someone else's best interest, this um, article was from the American Plastic. Association. Um, So they're just trying to expel a few myths about uh, the non environmentally friendliness of the plastic bag. There's bloody hippies. Yeah, hippies, right? So paper bags are a better environmental choice than plastic bags. That's a myth. So that kind of, um, you know, I guess, yes, you know, you're saying that, that this company says that. It takes fewer emissions and stuff. Fewer resources and fewer waste. Yeah. So, um, but this actually says that um, paper bags generate more waste. Um, Plastic bags use 40% less energy to produce and generate 80% less solid waste than paper. Apparently, this is what these... Okay, so those are similar to the statistics that I saw. We might even just be reading from the same piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, plastic bags are the largest component of landfills. False, apparently. Um, paper on average accounts for more than 40% of landfills contents. So also talking about, um, there's a few different things here, but, um, talking about recycling of plastic bags, because apparently it's a bit easier to recycle paper. It is. Well, not so. The American Plastics Association's contention is that the price of not recycling plastic bags is high, I guess, to the environment. But recycling saves resources, as we know. Um, but also it takes 91% less energy to recycle a pound of plastic than a pound of paper. I, I believe that. But with that said, one of, the, one of the things that I came across, and it makes sense when you think about it, is that um, most recycle, you know, most waste companies they don't have curbside recycling for plastic bags. They do yeah. for paper, yeah, but they don't for plastic bags. And this is this is you know having seen you know living in a fairly progressive city in Portland, they they don't have curbside. You got to take them down to the shop to yeah. get them recycled. Yeah, they, same thing. And that's here. why they have such a low um, record yeah. percentage low of recycling yeah. of their plastic bags. Yeah. But there are some like incentives and some supermarkets in the states at least i know uh, or maybe it is australia i'll have to go back and have a look that are like they have programs where they're giving customers incentive they're buying bags back so they bring their bags back in and i think they're up around 20 percent recycling 20 percent of what they give out oh that's good yeah so um anyway back to uh where we're making the um reusable bags um, here's, a, here's a nice little statistic. So if you have four to five reusable bags, that replaces what you would normally get in plastic, which would be 520 bags a year. Because those bags are sort of, the, the reusable bags are designed to last two years. So if you have a think about it, you have five bags instead of over a thousand mm. plastic bags. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the only thing, uh, the thing is, though, um, 
they, they did a study in, in, this, in the UK um, that found that, that these reusable bags are only used about 50 times before they are thrown away. Thrown away because they fall apart? Thrown away for um, whatever, some other didn't reason? Didn't specify a reason. Didn't specify a reason yeah. as to well, why they were thrown away. Just from personal experience, like those things don't last very long. And, and so the argument, I think, that environmentalists or activists have had against even those reusable plastic bags is, you know, cotton is cotton or, you know, burlap or whatever. Hessian, I guess is what you call it, tend to be the better option because, you know, you get far more uses out of them. They're much more durable. Mm. Um, you know, I think the manufacturers of those plastic bags will, would argue otherwise, but I think the, in terms of like personal experience, the proof is in, um, just seeing how durable cotton yeah. is compared yeah. to plastic. And they do, they fall apart. I mean, we have, I would say 50 is probably fairly optimistic life lifespan yeah. for those things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so let's have a chat about um, why we're using them. Why are we using the reuse, why we started to use reusable bags? One thing I want to say, and I think that um, uh, my research centered on just the standard plastic bag. Um, what you go into the shop and what they have readily available, they don't charge anything for it. Typically, it depends on where you are, but... Because um, Target charges 10 cents a bag. Well, yeah, no, Target, uh, Aldi, um, Ikea, and then several state governments and municipal, like Tasmania, they have a... Mm. Um, uh, actually, stores that don't even think carry them anymore. You can't buy them, even if you wanted to. Even if you wanted to spend the money to buy it, you couldn't. But, um, so predating these recyclable bags uh, are the, um, you know, high-density polyethylene, basically byproducts of gas and oil refinement. And I think that that's an important point to make because... It's not just about the bag. It's about oil refinement, but, but it's about the byproducts of it. So it's a value-added component to refinement of gas and oil. Um, Might need to explain that a little bit better. Well, so <laughs> we're going to burn natural gas anyway. We're going to refine uh, crude oil to get gas and petroleum. Um, a byproduct of that are these ethylenes, which from which we make high density, low density. So it's taking. So the low density, taking, the low density is the one that they think it it takes a shorter amount of time to break down, to break right? Down. But the high density version which is like those the, the tougher ones no, no no the high density is the thinner um would tend oh, to be thinner okay so they take longer well um in terms of breaking down um in the environment i don't know but my point is is that uh here we are using you know we're, we're burning oil we're, we're burning fossil fuels a byproduct of that are these ethylenes um, which we make plastic bags out of. In mm -hmm. that sense, I think, I think it is a positive, because it's it's taking something that would have been wasted in the first place, repurposing it for something that's uh, convenient and easy and cheap. Um, mind you, now that's a one-sided perspective on the issue, because I think there are a whole host of other things that go along with these plastic bags, which you know may make one rethink their use and their ubiquity, but. Um, just wanted to make that point. 
Yeah, so sorry, I did find there that the um, high-density polyethylene HDPE was the, um, that's your regular supermarket bag, yeah, which can be recycled, but the yes, low-density they they counter no, counterpart can't be recycled, yeah. But, um, but um, I will say that the high-density, um, the HDPE, like shopping bags, just the supermarket shopping bags, um, comprise I think about 85% of the plastic bag market yeah so it's definitely more yeah yeah um, right okay so when you were talking before about um, what stores you can get plastic bags and most stores don't charge you for them but some stores do charge you for them and it's a minimal cost but it's supposed to be a deterrent against yep. and that was sort of um that's been introduced and trialed in a few different countries um and it's definitely in australia like target where you pay 10 cents for a bag um how much do you pay on average for a reusable shopping bag that the supermarket would sell no clue no clue 99 cents to three dollars actually and they cost 10 to 25 cents to produce so the question is are supermarkets happy to push this environmentally friendly version of the shopping bag because they're absolutely cleaning up by selling them to people that are trying to do better for the environment when really like you know, let's let's think about how often people remember to bring the bags. Because there's a lot of research also that show that most people actually forget to bring the bags that they've already purchased. And so what they end up doing is what we've seen on uh, in Australia at least. <laughs> I don't of, know this of, of Kath coming Kath and Kim coming uh, Kath day night rocking up to the um, supermarket and forgets the green bags and she says Oh, just get some more. You can never have too many. I wonder if that would be interesting to go down to the supermarket and, you know, you could be sort of surreptitious. You could do one of two things. You could sort of count people on the sly, how many people actually bring their bags versus... Mm -hmm. um, how often do you think we bring ours? I think we bring them pretty much every time. The I things that get us... three weeks out of four we bring them. No, I would say it's more... I, I would say we're better than that. I would say where we fall short is... Uh, during the middle of the week, say we need to go to the because we go grocery yeah. shopping on Saturday, yeah. um, we're, you know, and so built into that routine is having those bags on hand. Yeah. Versus, say, in the middle of the week, if we need to go get milk, we don't necessarily remember to bring them. Or if we go down to um, Mitre Ten, you know, yeah. the hardware shop, we don't bring stuff there. Um, yeah. So it's always hard to keep that kind of stuff in mind. There's a funny. Uh, I'll plug Portlandia here, the the joke TV show about the city from where I, from where I come. They have this um, skit called the Eco Taliban, and Fred Armiston is this checkout, is this clerk at uh, this uh, sort of you know like these trendy um, organic <laughs> stores called Zupans. You've been there, yeah. And um, you know this guy comes up and he doesn't have. He forgot to bring his bag and he makes these excuses whatever whatever and Fred Armiston isn't having a bar of it he calls in his manager and they just make this whole it's just 
I won't do. I, I'm not doing the scene justice, but uh, um, you should watch it. You yes, YouTube it. and then sort of that mentality of just like, um, oh, that was my point. I forgot. Anyway, it's funny. Go check it out. People are Nazis, especially in Portland. Well, I think yeah, there is some judgment around whether you bring your bags or not. And I think there's also the anti-judgment, the anti, um, not anti-judgment, but the, the backlash. Anti, yeah, the backlash on that because if you've got the bags or if you say you don't want a bag, sometimes people get a little bit stroppy, like you think. Like that, the clerks. Yeah, like I, I had one in, I'm not going to say which town, but it was southwest <laughs> Queensland. Um and said I didn't want a bag for one small tub item and um, the lady then made up a bit of a snide she had a snide remark yeah. about how the the, uh, the handle wasn't very sturdy as if I'd attacked her um, she took it personally she did take it personally which but it, it really was sort of like her I just didn't want the bag yeah but it was she she thought that I was um, I wasn't from the town she didn't know me and recognize me. It was a very small place, like yeah. smaller than yeah. where we are now. Um, but yeah, didn't like it. She didn't like it at all. Yeah. Well, I think that there's certainly... I, this is one of those things. It's kind of... A, um, well, it might come up later, um, like climate change. And it's probably in some way uh, indirectly related to things like climate change. I mean, well, I mean through greenhouse gas emissions and the, the consumption of fossil fuels but um, it's divisive mm. it's certainly polarizing yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. people people pick a side like you go on you go online and, and you read forums about people people uh, you know they'll start writing in and getting on their soapbox and whatnot um, anyway we can get the, to that later because it sort of will get to the bigger picture of of you know, sociology and, and yeah. human behavior toward the end. So tell me, um, in your research, what I looked at a little bit of the history of what we use to take our groceries home. Yeah. Um, what's the, in your research, how did that, how's that kind of spanned out? It started out with paper, obviously, the paper bag. Well, no. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what was, I would imagine it was, what they're trying to introduce right now. Bring your own fucking bag. So people... I don't think they ever did used to bring their own bag. I think once you once you started going to those stores, like even in the old Walmart or the old Woolworths or whatever in the States, they had paper bags. Did they? I don't know. I don't know. But um, the... So... Again, my research focused on just the, pl the plain old plastic bag. So when bag. did we start... When did we start So 1965. 1965 was when a Danish... Um, Danish company introduced this process and then the bag they didn't uh, really take off I think until the 80s, um, 90s well, they weren't really int introduced into the supermarkets in the 70s, late 70s uh, didn't have an impact until the early 80s shoppers mm. initially objected preferring paper bags um, don't but, like change don't like change but, but by the early 2000s uh, plastic shopping bags constitute about 80% um, provided by, uh, by retailers. Around this time as well, uh, consumer and environmental advocacy groups began, like the campaigns, the anti-bag campaigns, uh, and governments began to regulate and tax plastic bag use, mm. um, which included uh, sort of, well, there's sort of two hallmark ones. Um, there's the Irish 
bag tax, which they, I can't remember exactly what year that was. Yeah, it um, was uh, 2003, I think. 2003. In 2007, San Francisco passed a plastic bag ban. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also read about the stuff going down in Ireland first. That was quite interesting, actually, because um, it had started to have quite a... The reason that they did it was because it started to have a significant impact on their environment in the drains and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Actually, you know, I, I'll, I'll raise this point because I don't know if it'll come up again um, because we're not necessarily talking about this subject, but... Um, did you find that they were seeing an impact within Ireland itself? Yes. Like so, so storm drains were yeah. blocking, were getting blocked yeah. by these plastic bags. Yeah. Um, there was probably localized flooding in certain areas. Um, didn't read about it, but okay. I'm guessing that if the drains are blocked, there probably was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that does happen in the the, the stories that I read. I just wanted to know, because I think a lot of times legislation is passed based on things that happened elsewhere. Mm. For example, in in Bangladesh, uh, which is one massive floodplain, yeah. um, plastic bags were, were vilified. They were pilloried for being, um, for causing, you know, the flood, uh, two massive flood, or causing exacerbating the issue in two massive floods in the 80s and 90s um, and so there was this big movement against them it turns out that um, plastic bags may have may have caused the problem there's absolutely no way to quantify mm. the the you know whatever additional uh, flooding may have occurred because of them and likely there are um, other more major and quite common causes of those floodings but I just want to make sure that it, it wasn't yeah. like well, Ireland said <laughs> these these poor uh, Bangladeshi are getting flooded out. Let's you know it probably yeah. was that they 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 were having a problem. With they them. had they so, were having issues, and then there was also like um, noticeable impacts on um, marine and aquatic life as well. So Ireland was observing that they were having that, or was it again more of a global? That was more of perspective. a global perspective. Now, that yeah. is interesting because. Um, like, look, I'm sure that, like, the notion is is that uh, sea turtles, a particular species of sea turtles, which, uh, you know, they eat jellyfish, mistake plastic bags for food. Yeah. So they eat it, their stomach fills up with plastic bags, or the plastic bag gets tangled up in their digestive system, they're unable to eat, they starve, they die. And then what happens? Uh, washes up on shore. It becomes a pretty big PR thing. The, the decay, the animal decays faster than the plastic bag. So the plastic bag can kill more than one sea oh, creature. Yeah. It doesn't, it well, doesn't but, mean that, like, just because that sea creature swallowed it, the plastic bag is gone. And once that body's gone, another sea creature eats the same plastic sure, bag. But so imagine how many we, times over. We don't necessarily have any quantification of that phenomenon. No, no, no. Furthermore, we yeah. don't actually know. Like, there are probably some cases where that is, where that's the case, but... We don't actually know if there are instances where um, it's been swallowed before. No, animals are swallowing it. No, I believe that that's, that could be the case, but where animals are swallowing it and they're living, they're fine. There's no, mm. there's no uh, significant health effect mm -hmm. seen. Yeah. Because 
we can't typically study um, live things mm. that have plastic in their stomach. We can only find, you know, we only see the carcasses yeah, basically. That's right, so, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up too because that is something like, to me, it's pretty dangerous to start legislating based on um, things that happen elsewhere. Now, that's not to say that like we can't, you know, listen to the cautionary tale, and we should, but. Um, Anyway, this is one of those issues where it, it, I think those kinds of arguments can become dangerous. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I kind of, you know, have the bit, a bit of a feeling that, um, you know, until the incentives for returning plastic bags are shown to be working or until people actually start using incentives, they're worse for the environment than the reusable bags. Yeah, I'd agree. Even though the reusable bags take more energy, they actually they're not made from recyclable material. Did you know that? They can't they can't be made from the non-woven polypropylene bag, which is what oh, yeah. that's that's the reusable one that we the green bag, the Aussie green bag, which kind of became an Australian icon in two thousand and three and has been for Yes. So what you're saying that those bags, the they're, green bag, they're made from non-recycled virgin material. Virgin mm -hmm. material. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they can't be made. They can't be made from recyclable. They're not made from recycled material at the moment. There's no manufacturing technique that can make it from recycled material. Mm. Um, but those bags can be recycled. Yep. Um, but they're not biodegradable. Um, so they're made of yeah, a recyclable material. So why do you think that um, they're still better than those plastic bags? Because I think that they're just used in smaller proportions. Like if you think about... If you like think even about, if you if only even, use it 20 times, it's yeah, still better it's than... It's still saving yeah. hundreds of bags. So And even if you're buying some of those every time you go in there... When you do bring them home, most people use them for more than just groceries. Yeah. So, like, you'll put in your, you know, gym clothes or your soccer uniform yeah. or your togs and take it to the pool or But I'll use whatever. those so, other plastic bags for that as well. Well, yeah, but if we didn't have them, we, we wouldn't. We'd just use the reusable ones. No, but and I'm we, saying... And the, the reusable ones are stronger, so you can carry more stuff in them. Like, sure, but they're not waterproof, for example, you know... The, but those other plastic bags, they are recyclable True. and are superior and that, in that sense. That's actually a good point and it leads into my next point about the reusable bags. And that's the, uh, the product and food safety issue. Because they're not waterproof when you put things in them like chicken yeah. that's leaking or any other type of produce or meat item, bacteria kind of... Oh uh, yeah. Grows in the bag, and if you don't wash the bags, you're actually at a, like a three hundred percent more risk of of um, food animals. poisoning. Yeah. yeah, from from those because they're not like they're not disposable, so you're not chucking them out. You're reusing them over and over. And if you do put your shoes or anything in there, or your sweaty old clothes, or you know anything like that, you're actually like there's even more bacteria getting spread around in them. So really. Um, you should be washing them like fairly often and <laughs> and, and there was one study um, let me guess you're going to start washing I it. am yeah <laughs> on hygiene and safety um, saying that you know manufacturers need to print like be required to print clean like instructions on how to keep them clean 
Um, what is it, the governments are going to start requiring? No, well, the governments aren't, but this is what the study recommends governments uh, yeah. do. Um, so, yeah, they should be investing in public ed- ed- um, public education campaign to educate people about risk and intervention. And I kind of integrate, I, I, I really agree with that because until I started reading some studies about, like, just how much, like, you put yourself at risk by not washing them, it's kind of gross. Because I do just, like, even in those blue ones, I'll just put, like, meat straight in there. I don't get the I don't get the um, checkout person to wrap it up in plastic before they put well, it in Well, you know, that could be another subject of, a subject of another podcast in, in well, it could be, uh, yes. bacteria averseness, yeah. which may yeah. or may not be a bad a good thing. So then um, the other the other thing was this this particular study that I'm talking about um, has been criticised for using a very small sample size. So it's still out there about how reliable that is. However, I'm still, and I'm not a, I'm not a germaphobe, but I still, I'm still thinking about chicken juice being in my bag and I'm washing, I'm opting to wash. I'm gonna choose to be really? safe. Um, you know, even the critics have said that, especially when meat and produce is involved, of course you're at a higher risk. They just don't know how to quantify what that risk is. So, yeah. What else you got? Well, so my statistics as they relate to the simple plastic bag breakdown is thus. Now, don't just read out a whole heap of statistics. You've got to, like, you know, give me some meat to this. Um, okay, well, you can chime in at any point. It's a conversation. <laughs> okay. So, my statistics, they pertain to just the simple plastic bag, the HDPE or the um, LDPE. But that's okay because I think that supports the reusable bag notion. But anyway, anyway. go for it. So worldwide, um, we're using about 500 billion to a trillion bags per year. In the US, it's about 100 billion bags a year, uh, which equates to about 500 bags per consumer per year. Uh, less than 13% are recycled. That's just in the U.S. In Australia, uh, I've read conflicting figures. Um, I've read anywhere from 4 billion to about 7 billion per year. Um, 50% of those come from supermarkets. Uh, 96% of all bags will end up in the landfill, uh, with 60% reused prior to disposal. So that's pretty good. Once, like twice. in your bins yeah. or... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's actually what um, a lot of people uh, use them for. It was sort of one of those counter-arguments to the Irish, the tax in Ireland on them. People apparently, uh, uh, retailers noticed that um, sales of other plastic bag garbage items, bags. such as garbage bags, yeah. um, like went up. went up like 70%. Uh, based on after that tax, after the levy was introduced in stores, that's um, really funny because they probably end up they'd probably end up paying more per bag in a roll than what they would. That's actually an interesting point too because um, supermarkets, you know, have you think about paying for a cheap a plastic HTPE bag? You don't do it um, unless there's some government regulation or a store. 
or company policy that says you got to pay for it. So what stores are doing is basically building the cost of those bags into their, you know, to their prices. Um, but they can't do that, can they? Yeah, they can. They add everything into their prices. Everything from transportation of goods to storage to, uh, oh. um, you know, you build, you build in your overhead okay. into the price. You know, think about like a restaurant. Like you're not paying for just the food that you're, yeah, you're paying yeah, for yeah. the, you're paying for the cooking of it. You're yeah. paying for the its storage and refrigeration yeah. and yeah. Um, all that stuff. So, um, I can't remember if it, I can't remember where I read it, but it was making the argument that it might have been one from one of those plastic companies about how oh well you know now we're paying more for our plastic it's actually more costly on the environment or on um, it's a drain on the economy to have to not be paying for this whereas you know um, you know we as the plastic company are more than willing to well it really is the supermarket that's building that cost into their prices yeah. but yeah but I mean, you know and plastic bags are cheap. Let's be honest, they're not Well, costing. that's why they're still, by and large, yes. what retailers choose. And then that's, like, yeah, again, yeah. evidence. Not entirely. I don't believe that entirely. I believe that in large, but I also think, and this, we can get to this a little bit later, but I also think that supermarkets are also doing that because of... Um, the fact they make so much money out of the reusable bags. No. Uh, plastic and chemical lobbyists and companies... Um, very, very aggressively uh, pushing this in the, the market. Bag. Yes, yes, the cheap plastic bag in the market because they, you know, they want to make a product that they're mm -hmm. just making. Well, well five hundred billion know, to a trillion per year worldwide. The That's, thing is, but like, it, it's got to be a bit of a tug of war thing going on though, because the government is. I know in Australia at least had you know Australian Retailers Association had to commit to um, reducing their um, yep. use of plastic bags yep. by 25%. If they didn't hit that KPI, key performance indicator, right? If they didn't hit that, then they would have to pay They'd be fine a if, fee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's in their best interest to use less. Right, but, but okay, I think the U.S. is probably a bit of a better example of this because... Um, in the U.S., the lobby industry is so much more of a thing. Like here, you yeah, got lobbyists. Yeah, it's not really but, a thing here. But, but in the States, like, like, why do you think tobacco hung around for so long? Why yeah, is there, I think you know, some of those big industries here definitely do have um, Oh, they're, that, they're definitely in the back. Yeah, I they're don't think that it, ex it probably doesn't extend so much to, pl to plastic bags. Well, you think about it. You know, why, why did Tony Abbott repeal the carbon tax? It's because he had miners in his, you know, he was in the back yeah. pocket of you know, Lovely. Gina Reinhardt yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for all those years. So, yeah, anyway, Ruffle we can talk about Australian the... feathers in, <laughs> in, in the podcast. Look, like I said, we're not going to be, um, we're not going to... Bias? We're not going to hide <laughs> our, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so anyway, going back to the statistics. Um, so in Australia, 96% of these cheap plastic bags end up in the landfill, 60% get reused prior to disposal, uh, less than 1% becomes litter, That's um, good. which equates to about 50 million bags a year. Um, That's 1%? Uh, yeah, it's about 0.8%. That's actually quite a lot. 
Um, I know as a percentage of the whole, it's small, but when you talk about those 50 million bags, it seems correct, like a lot. Correct, yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. Like worldwide, 50 billion, 500 billion to a trillion per year used yeah, worldwide. Yeah, massive. Anyway. And, um, and when you think about, you know, five bags being equivalent to 500 thereabouts, so it's 100 times yeah. that amount. So using a reusable bag would decrease that yeah. amount by 100 times. Yeah. Yeah. So in Australia... Uh, that's about 35,000 tons of plastic in landfills. Now, mind you, that 35,000... Oh, no, no, never mind. Do that's, you know how much of it gets re- actually does get recycled? 3%. Less than 3%. Less than 3%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's three, a pretty shocking figure. Right. That's an Australian figure? Yes, yeah, 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 Australia. They do better in the States, but not much. Anyway, um, that's 300 tons of plastic bags per year as litter... So the 35,000 is what ends up in the landfill, 300 tons ends up on the streets or in the waterways or whatever, in bloody some... Poor uh, turtle's <laughs> stomach, digestive system. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's estimated, and this is from um, a Nolan ITU study commissioned by the Australian government, but funnily enough, not endorsed by the Australian government. They bloody spent the money and then they said, well, these findings are the, the opinions and beliefs of the sole opinion and belief of, of the authors and we wash our hands of it anyway uh, it's estimated that we spend about four million dollars per year cleaning up um just plastic bags not any other form of litter. plastic not just any other form bags. of just the plastic bags just plastic bags in, in the environment so anyway there you go taxpayers all right so where to from here well I have what are the positive and, neg- and negatives of them. So the goods are that you know they're they're a value add um, component to oil and gas refinement. So it's 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 making money ba- or making products from byproducts, something that would have already been made and likely have been wasted. Um, or I don't know about that, but um, they're they're using it to make these plastic bags, which are cheap and easy and affordable. Um, they're reusable. They're versatile. Uh, Hygienic. More so than paper. Hygienic, mostly. Um, and they're they're easier and cheaper than paper. Um, bio, whatever those statistics are that we read previously, caveated with the um, uh, that they're that those statistics come from the film and bag federation. The bads are that they're not very sturdy, and these are personal things that I've seen as yeah. well as well as things that I read. So they're not very sturdy. They don't fit much in them. No, they don't. And they, you know, they fall apart, yada, yada. Easily torn. Um, they're not biodegradable generally. It takes, you know, anywhere from 20 to 1,000 years to break down. And even if they do break down, they're not really breaking down. They're just forming, they're just becoming smaller components of the same thing. Did you feel like that was a very broad estimation of time to break down 20 to a thousand years well, like, probably what is did. it 20 or is it a thousand <laughs> no that actually no i didn't because i think what that is saying is that it depends on how it's manufactured and what you're talking about so like you said the low density probably breaks down faster the high density probably breaks down slower and it could be anywhere in between they're based on how it's built the thickness yeah. of it whatever i so. did i did read an article in the sydney morning herald from it was a, from a few years ago 2005 something but they did talk about um biodegradable or compostable bags yep, yep. that 
you know, like the ones you get from Target for 10 cents or whatever. <coughs> but you can't actually compost them in your own compost. Oh, really? No, you can't. They you need have to do to be, it in the landfill or the, the waste? It has to be taken to like a, an industry composter oh, where yeah. they have a special composting process. Is that because process. of the heat, the heat of the... Um, you have to... Like compost a lot of times. Like, yeah, not backyard compost. Like, you can, com- like you can compost weeds, um, but you have to get it to a certain yeah. temperature to, to kill yeah. the seeds, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. The only, um, I think there is a compostable bag that will compost in your compost eventually, and that's the one that you actually put your own compost, and you put it in your compost, in your basket, on your sink, and you put, oh, but yeah. even that doesn't... doesn't break down. Not, not totally, because I've noticed in compost that we've had, not in this house, but in the past, um, yeah, the bag is always still there, bits of it, it's not, mm. doesn't completely break down. All right, at this point, I want to just give an aside for any of the American listeners who are uh, tuning in at the moment and make fun of my partner's um, pronunciation of the word compost. <laughs> I compost. think you'll find that compost. Compost. Anyway, so... You're not as posh as us <laughs> up there. So, um, to, me, to me, the two biggest things about um, plastic and in particular the plastic bags are the visual litter impacts. They're they're pretty unsightly and you see them in a lot of places. They're just ugly and especially when you know that they've been floating around here and there and they're all dirty and, yeah. and they look flimsy and whatnot. Mm. So that to me is kind of, that's a negative. Additionally, and this is probably more significant um, in terms of a health and safety standpoint, but um, plastic really... Plastics in general, they release toxic fumes when volatilized, like burned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like for example, PVC releases dioxins, which are carcinogenic and pretty nasty carcinogens. Um, I remember this guy that I met in Chile, like we used to barbecue right over at his parents' <laughs> place. He stuck tire onto the barbecue. No, that's rubber. Yeah, it's rubber, but it's stunk. Yeah, it stinks, but is it going to give you car- uh, cancer? I don't know, but he was cooking steak on it. Oh, gross. Which was, you know, just not appetizing. <laughs> anyway. As long as it doesn't matter if it tastes like shit, as long as it doesn't give you cancer. Anyway, um, I did this I did this um, fire extinguisher training four months, four or five months ago, and uh, um, the instructor said that most deaths... In the occurrence of a fire don't come from getting burned alive it doesn't come from um, you know asphyxiation or whatever from smoke smoke, smoke. Yeah. it's actually dying from toxic fumes <gasps> volatilized when plastic, plastic burns. burns and so you know you think about all of everything in your house that's plastic including things like the floor sometimes your walls um, the you know that's the, really scary the, the frame you know the your window frames. Um, I'm just looking around. Our our light air fixtures, our air conditioner, our TV, TV, the speakers, the VCR, the couch probably has yeah, a lot definitely. of plastic in it. Yeah. And so you know, if, if if this place were to go up, like almost every other place, in the fir- at least in the first world, you know, we don't stand a good chance if we don't get out if we're breathing the fumes. Mm. You know. So, anyway. so that's what I got the goods and the bads. How about you? Um, I've just got one last point to make, I think, yep. and then I'm done, which is, um, what do we do now? What, which option is the best? And 
are the reusable green bags these token australian um iconic bags are they really going to be the um sort of be all and end all answer because of the fact that you know very few people remember to bring them or the reasons that we listed um have you ever heard of the uh tapioca starch bag i have not it sounds so, like it sounds like some people concocted it while sitting around a campfire singing kumbaya and well, smoking massive duties. They may have, but um, first mentioned um, in two thousand three that I could find talking about making bags from tapioca starch. Nothing really seemed to happen after that until last year. No, the year before last year, two thousand thirteen. Sorry, we're just in February, so I'm still thinking that we're in two thousand fourteen. But two thousand thirteen. Um, companies have started to sell tapioca starch bags um easy to like you know use a lot less energy to make um because they're made from a natural um natural resource resource um no an organic resource which actually plastic bags are as well yeah but apparently they're really really sturdy last a lot longer than the reusable canvas bags that we're using in australia at the moment so what you're saying is that they're cheaper to make than those. Cheaper to make, last longer. Are they recyclable? Biodegradable. Um, yes, they're recyclable. Um, so can they be made from non-virgin resources? Yes. So if I go throw my tapioca starch bag out the door, or if I throw it in the recycling bin, they take it away and say, oh, hey, let's make a bag, another bag out of this. They can do that? Oh, okay. Um not sure okay we'll have to look into that but also it's a hundred percent compostable and in a do-it-yourself compostable in a high temp mini composting environment but you can have one of those at home it would need to be at high temperatures but isn't it what compost is supposed to be like anyway like our high temperature anyway yeah this could be a bit something different yeah. something specific yeah um, but the thing is, if it's a municipal composting thing in a place like Portland, where they do compostable material, you could put the tapioca starch bags in there mm. and they could take it for composting. Because mm. um, you do have your composting bins that you put out on the right. Yeah, you can put meat in those things. Oh, you've got like every, in Portland, you've got every different colour of bin. There's like, it's, there are rainbow human, bins out there. You can put a human body in those and have them compost could, that. Eh? You could. <laughs> it's like the, the, the mafia <laughs> in Portland, like they just do things a bit differently out there like everyone else in Portland. So it'll compost down in a year or less. Um, so that's interesting, like, you know, up to a year for backyard composting. Mm. So municipal composting, less than a year, mm. in your backyard, probably about a year. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, as mentioned before, I think that there are some more general issues here. I think some human nature slash sociological things going on that um, deserve uh, a bit of discussion. This is going to be sort of one of those, uh, you know, those six sense plot twists that <laughs> you know, turns the whole story on its head and, and uh, you know, changes the way you look at it. So in all of this research I've been doing, you know, you're focusing on specific statistics about um, how much we're using 
um, how much we're wasting, uh, what are governments doing, what are companies doing, whatever. But um, to me, where's the statistic? I said, okay, um, that Nolan ITU report that I read said that plastic bags consist of 1% of all packaging in Australia. So that's just a cheap plastic bag. But think about that. People have gone to such trouble to regulate, like, to regulate plastic bags, the state of Tasmania, the state of um, uh, Western Australia, Northern Territory, uh, ACT, um, some other, you know, regional councils have gone as far as regulating bags. And just the federal government. It's like. a massive divisive issue. And we're spending all of this time thinking about plastic bag which constitutes one percent of packaging of retail products yeah. in Australia now a friend of mine not that long ago used he made a comment about he buying a toy for one of his kids and trying to get it out of the packaging of that toy and mm -hmm. what a frustrating experience it was and how dubious he was about the integrity of that product given just the, this 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 insulation that it's you know encapsulated in and, and well my like, mom's always going on about how things are difficult so difficult to get into yeah and so like to me like we're, it's a lot of fuss for not really much like you're you're making a big fuss about something that well maybe there maybe again we should... you are making a big fuss about something that you know we produce what did you say? A hundred million? No, I agree. I agree. It's not one of those things that you ignore, but at the same time, is this where you focus your energy? Is this really where you want to focus your energy? And, and you know, or is it more like changing consumer... Packaging in general. Or consumer patterns. Like, do we really need to buy so much cheap shit from China and Indonesia? Do we really need to buy stuff that's so wrapped up in more plastic and... Well, not just that, like... Do we need to buy, you know, a bag of three capsicums in a plastic bag? Wrapped or can in, we just in cellophane. get three capsicums and put them in our trolley? Yeah. <laughs> and, and furthermore, like, um, sort of dovetailing on that, like, uh, these plastic bags are simply a, you know, the regulation on plastic bags in these states, it's simply a point of sale. Um, That's right. It's not the it's plastic bags exactly. in the produce section that everybody puts each individual exactly. fruit or vegetable item into. And so, but again, it goes back to like, we, we're just focused, we're like, we're focusing on the wrong thing. Like to well, me, I think we're focusing on the right thing, but I think there are other things that we need to focus on too. No, if, if, if we're spending so much time and energy focusing on the regulation of cheap plastic bags that are a point of sale issue that constitute 1% of all of the packaging of all of the stuff we buy in retail, that is, that's not having your eye on the prize. That's yeah, having, okay. that's being well, look, distracted by something that, that, like that, that it's one of these, to me, and what frustrates me so much is the fact that these consumer advocates, these environmental advocates, they just get so worked up about something that, that's insignificant well i think that a lot of people are focused on other things as well because you can still get you know you can get the little netting bags that you take to the store and you put them 
Now you put your fruit and veggies in there instead of using the bags on the rolls like they've got there. There is like there is a market in Australia for but that again, definitely, but we're, not, but, but we're not regulating. Any it's not of, regulated by the government or anything like that. But we're not it's, regulating packaging on. You know, we go down to the store and buy everything. Or some a package of Legos, and it comes in all of these plastic bags and yeah, these plastic things, true. and it comes in a paper box with some plastic, you know, on the outside, on the outside yeah. of it, and like that's the problem. Yeah. And that's what ends up in the landfill because you, you can't reuse any of that. Yeah. You cannot reuse any of that. You can't break so it down. So you, are you going to start crusading? What, what, are we, what are you doing? <laughs> that's your job, mate. Oh, right. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, so... I think that that's a good... I think it's a good point in there. Like, there's definitely another massive discussion about people that have been able to go package-free and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, and you know that website that I came across that sort of gives you these tips. I mean, you, you can like think about it. You probably don't need someone telling you, giving you tips to how to how to live a plastic-free life. Like, um, you know, look around your house and see what's plastic and realize: can I live without it? Or no, no, can I find something that's not plastic and replace, and replace it with it. that? Yeah. Or if it is plastic, can I live without it? If the answer is yes, and the answer is usually always yes. yes then you should do without it. Yeah. You know, and that's to me and, and furthermore, like just don't buy shit. Like that's the other thing, like save your money. Go 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 buy some flowers that are gonna you know So at the risk of um sounding like a pair of green hippies <laughs> which you've always denied you one, but you really are <laughs> shall we have a package free discussion another time oh. and try to make it a little unbiased. If our millions and millions of fans want it, then I think we should bring it to them, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> All right. Have you got anything else to talk about? No, that's it. Okay. I'm done too. Cheers.